The Bible was torn apart, right? It was chopped up to 232 verses so that you can make some cash. This is the great country that was built, right, on, like, Christian values on this Bible that took out liberation. What do you think about that? Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Hey folks, this is Leroy Barber back with you again this week on the Sit Up Podcast. Uh, just a reminder that we do this show every week and you can chime in uh, whenever you whenever you like on our Facebook page, Sit Up Podcast. You can hit me up at Twitter at Leroy Barber. Uh, you can get me on Instagram with the same Leroy Barber or on my Facebook page. Um, either way, you can leave uh, your comments, your thoughts, and we try to get those on each show every week. So this week's show, uh, we are going to talk about the slave Bible from the 1800s. It was this Bible that was introduced uh, to slaves. This Bible um, was only 10% of the Old Testament was included in it and only 50% of the New Testament. 1,189 chapters boiled down to 232, right? Uh, so, for instance, one of, the, one of the verses that was taken out of the New Testament, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. You, they took that out. Right. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, yeah. Like in, uh, in, in Exodus took out most of the book of Exodus, but left in guess what? The Ten Commandments, right? Uh, left in this part of Ephesians 6, 5, right? Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart as unto Christ, right? Oh, so they, they took out all of the liberation parts of the scripture, right? Left in all all of these rules, all of these great verses out of context about obeying your masters and all these kinds of things. So we want to talk about that today. And in my intro now, I, you know, this is the Bible, folks, right? Now, some of y'all who've been to seminary, right? This is the word of God, right? Breathe and spoken by God, right? Infallible, right? Never changes, right? God breathe book of life. This is the Bible that was played with in America, in Britain, in the 1800s. This is the, the Bible that I've seen uh, a professor come in a classroom and put down a, uh, a handkerchief and sit his Bible on that Bible. That's so, you know, so respected King James version of the Bible. 
torn to shreds so that American culture could live, right? So that we can make some money, right? There's no doubt. Now, is anybody going to argue with me that slavery was about making money, right? It was about the dollar. You can get rich if you don't have to pay anybody, right? And a lot of people got rich. So, so the Bible was torn apart, right? It was chopped up to 232 verses so that you can make some cash, this is the great country that was built right on like Christian values on this Bible that took out liberation. What do you think about that? What do you think, my friends? Right? Uh, uh, how, how does that make you feel? Do you think Christianity was co-opted by white supremacists? Hmm? What do you think about that? Right? Who would take all the liberation out of the Bibles and give it to the slaves while they read a different version of the Bible? Which slaves did they give this to? Did they give this to certain slaves and, you know, and not others? Right? Was there a different Bible in the North and the South? Right? This raises all kinds of questions about the Bible you read. And here's, 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 a, here's a big one for me. What does the gospel mean for us as Americans, people who are in the United States, when we have two gospels? We had two Bibles. One group was reading a Bible that took out 90% 90, 90 of the Old Testament. Another group was reading a Bible with 66 books in it, full books. So, so how does the gospel unfold in the midst of that? It would seem to me that it would be really convenient then, right, to make the Bible all of Christianity, let me get that right, to make Christianity all about your relationship with God and nothing about your relationship with people, right? Or very little about your relationship with people, right? That Christianity would be co-opted in a way to where, of course, there was more of the New Testament left because that's all about grace and atonement, right? And how, how you look to God with God dying for your sins and nothing accounted to you, right? So the fact that you own slaves, that didn't count against you. Right. The fact that you killed off the Native Americans who were the indigenous people of this country, that wasn't accounted to you. That was atoned for. Right. Oh, no, I'm playing with a lot of theology right now. 
And I know these concepts were drilled into us. They were drilled into me. I went to a seminary uh, that taught the same stuff. And not that I'm saying that stuff should all be thrown out and we should we should get rid of it all. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm still I'm still a, a person that loves Jesus. I just have some questions. And I'm sure you have some having known, like ha- thinking about a different Bible for for slaves. Also ran across an article that came out uh, in mid-December. Um, and this article uh, put the question out, is the greatest obstacle to the gospel today racism in the white church? Is racism in the white church the greatest obstacle to what the gospel actually means. There's a, there, there's a fascinating article that came out about that. And asking questions, right, is, is white supremacy linked to white Christianity? Right? Are these two things together? There's some quotes in this by a, a pastor from Chicago, Daniel Hill. Right. He says that this relationship between white supremacy and white Christianity uh, is hard to figure out where one begins and the other ends. Right. Many white churches say that racism is not their problem who have only white folks in their church. Other state, we are colorblind and bringing up diversity and racism just upsets people. These are quotes by Daniel Hill. What do you think the gospel looks like? What is the gospel? That's, that's, that's the big question that's going to come out of these conversations, right? Because if I know there's two Bibles and I know this now, I'm questioning a lot. And you may be too. This is Leroy Barber. And this is the Sit Up Podcast. We do have a guest coming on this week that's going to help talk through this conversation around the slave Bible and is uh, an obstacle to the gospel, actually the white church. This is Leroy Barber with the Sit Up Podcast. It can seem that nothing leaves a mark like wounds do, but the funny thing about wounds is given time to heal, they make the most beautiful tattoos. Some people call them scars. But in the eyes of the right beholder, they can be art. Love doesn't keep secrets. Love chooses to see. Forgiving and accepting that you've been forgiven can set you free. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. So we're back at Sit Up Podcast. I'm Leroy Barber, and we are talking about the Bible that came out in the 1800s that was given to slaves. And this Bible was missing a lot of the original text. So the original text had about uh, 1,189 chapters. This Bible only had 232. So brought in brought in somebody to talk to a little bit about this. Brought in Tyat Heastan. He's uh, a pastor uh, and uh, developer. He lives here in Portland. Has lived in Chicago. He's a Bears fan, unfortunately. Uh, lived in Philly uh, and now lives out here in Portland. And uh, Todd, I, I, I first just want to get your feelings on what do you think about a slave Bible? How does that make you feel as a pastor, as a human being, as a person knowing 
that a different Bible was given to slaves. I mean, I guess as a as a as a white Christian in America, it my first instinct is to deny it exists, right? Mm-hmm. Like my mm-hmm. my first mm-hmm. instinct would be to want to say that's like that was kind of a minority thing that happened. That mm, it's uh-huh, rare. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I can't believe we've unearthed that rare artifact, mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and to kind of my instinct is to kind of push it to a like that's a marginal narrative of that time. Mm-hmm. That's easier. So denial De- is denial. the first thing, right? Denial. Right, it's right. a stages of grief, right? Uh-huh, denial uh-huh, is the first uh-huh. one. <laughs> um, and then I think if I'm to like kind of realize that, okay, this is actually what's happened. Like mm-hmm. is then to kind of just be confused as to what would, what would someone who's actually read their Bible, what would take them to do that? Like, I mean, what, what's going on in, a slave owner's theological mind that he would mm-hmm. find it okay to do mm-hmm. this. Like it's mm-hmm. really confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, and then I, you know, then I go to kind of like this lament of like, Oh my gosh, like I can't believe that, that like, that's part of our narrative in, mm-hmm. in American history. Mm-hmm. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's shaming. On some right. Level. So denial, right. Then questioning the people, right. The slave right. owner right. and their mindset. Right. Uh, and then sadness. Yes. Right. So, yep. so that kind of trajectory. Sure. Um, how, how do you feel in that process of, uh, how do you think that has shaped though current thought, right? If it, if it currently makes you deny, question the people who actually did this and then lament, what do you, how has it shaped current thought around Christianity, right? What, what, what are we actually uh, worshiping? Yeah, so I would be in the lament stage of that trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I can probably think through how one could justify their behavior in that sense, mm-hmm. in the, especially in that time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm in this lament, like, okay, this is like a real heritage that we have mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. not just white American Christianity, but American Christianity as a whole, right? Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it makes me wonder I, the legitimacy of the white theology that was birthed out of the early part of our history, mm-hmm. how, how much that was like uh, tainted by racism mm-hmm, um, in ways mm-hmm, that I think mm-hmm. that we're probably not completely conscious, but definitely conscious uh-huh, at the same time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so kind of subconscious and unconscious racism, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then how, like I guess it goes back to your question, is, is how does that affect the way we worship today as as American Christians? Like, I mean, we're still pretty segregated. You mm-hmm. think of Jim Crow and the way that we separated even after slavery and right, after, right, like right. with Jim Crow, like it's just not surprising that we're still separated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it seems to me that most of, white evangelicalism is mm-hmm. kind of stuck in denial still. Mm-hmm. Like we're st- stuck in that denial stage mm-hmm. that we haven't really dealt with the reality that this Bible That's kind good. of shows. Yeah. So, so I'm picking up on something that you said, you use the term white theology. Yeah. Does the fact that this Bible existed give credence that there is a white theology? Yeah, I mean, like this might be the most blatant, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> right definition. Right, that there is a white constructed theology mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. same way. There's a black theology, a German mm-hmm. theology, mm-hmm. and a, you know, like, and that I, I mean, I, I use the phrase white theology kind of on purpose because mm-hmm. I know that like I was raised with theology 
Right. And then African theology uh-huh, uh-huh. and Asian theology and uh-huh, black theology uh-huh, uh-huh. and liberation theology. There's always different, all these different mm-hmm, theologies, mm-hmm, but, but ours mm-hmm, and ours mm-hmm, was the normal, mm-hmm. the normal one. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But this might be the most like concrete evidence that there was a white theology. Cause like it was literally created by white people yeah, so, for the, for, yeah. for their slaves. Right. I mean, right. Right. Yeah. So there, there, this is cool. So, because there is a theology apparently that was created for black people, right? Right. Because they took out parts of the Bible they were reading and gave what they wanted slaves to have. Yes. And some of, a lot of what they took out is the liberation pieces of the, of the, of the Bible, sure. right? The things sure. that represented freedom and liberation and justice. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but run this down. This feels like a trap. Run, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but run down. I'm not going to trap you. Run I'm down yeah, what you what you would then be left with that you call white theology. Well, so I was wondering, like, I don't, I don't have the Bible, right? So I'm mm-hmm. wondering, like, what would they leave? Like, obviously, you're taking about taking out the stuff about Israel being released from mm-hmm. captivity, mm-hmm. right? Because that's. Mm-hmm. Terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. You're taking a lot of the prophets, mm-hmm. well, probably all of the prophets. Yeah, ninety percent of the Old Testament's gone. It's gone. It's yeah. straight up gone. Right. Um, like, I mean, all you kind of have left is this, like this candy-coated Jesus, who, if you don't read him in context, didn't overthrow. Wasn't like a threat to the government. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like answering Israel's need for like redemption as a mm-hmm, physical mm-hmm. nation. It's all mm-hmm. about this like salvation of soul thing mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. produces kind of like a um, boyfriend Jesus almost. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. That's yeah. kind of like, I, I, I just, I, I can't imagine what else you would leave in there. I mean, mm-hmm. would, would the book of Acts be in there? I, mm-hmm. right. Maybe. So, um, so, so other question is, so as a white male though, Give 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 me your give me your 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 honest you you're, right. you're pretty honest with me. I am. Hearing about this Bible though, okay, as a white male pastor Christian, mm-hmm. it's gotta it's it's gotta be comfortable, right? I mean, well, yeah, it's. I mean, since it's just me and just you raw, here, just yeah. just, it's just me and you here, nobody yeah, else yeah, is listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really. I mean, my guess is I could be wrong on this. Uh-huh. My guess is it's better to be the person creating the Bible than the one receiving the Bible, right? Like yeah. you want to be the guy who's cutting the passages out that keep you in power uh-huh, and, uh-huh, and security uh-huh, uh-huh, and your comfortableness uh-huh. in your like big white house mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. like mansions and you know you have all this power, right? Like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. you want to be in that spot if right, you could, right, right, right. If you could drop into history, right? I mean, right? Like I I don't know. So it, 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 I don't know what it does to me other than like that's where I'd want to be uh-huh but it doesn't necessarily want to make me want to be there in like the more I think about it I'm like I don't want to be there either that's terrible mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it just seems like and I could be wrong that like most while we don't have while, while white evangelicalism has not handed the black church a edited bible mm-hmm perhaps we've edited them, we've handed them an edited theology. Hmm. Wow. Um, where like when I was growing up, liberation theology was the worst thing you could ever read. Bible college, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do not read that. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is heresy and horrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I read it and I'm like, 
yeah, I mean, that's not perfect, but like, dang, there's some really good stuff in here right. that like right. seems like pretty biblical and scriptural mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Jesus would have been about that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I say is like, maybe we've just done it without having the Bible, the artifact. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So my seminary teaching, right. Um, liberation theology was the same. So I was in, you know, I was in a conservative right. space and liberation theology was a bad, was a bad thing, even there, right? Right. So in some ways, a dominant narrative actually came out of this slave, this slave Bible that was missing liberation. Right. Right. Like it was what you wanted the people you owned to own. When it's probably what you believed too. Like you're not going to believe in liberation, liberating force for the gospel if you're enslaving people. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they probably, my guess is they didn't. They, you know, this goes back to like how what Mark Charles talks about, right? Like you can't trauma, you can't, like you can't be untraumatized by enslaving people for mm-hmm, generations, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're cutting cutting liberation out of the Bible, you're cutting it for for your slaves. You're cutting it out for yourself too. Hmm. And yeah. so, like there is a sense that the white church at that time, mm-hmm. whoever was doing that, like mm-hmm, is mm-hmm was hurting themselves in the process. Mm-hmm. Like there was trauma on them too, because they were mm-hmm. missing a significant portion of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the, the portion is huge. Right. And so um, the trauma went both ways, even though it felt like it only went, yeah. went one way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then we are in the church that we find ourselves mm-hmm. in now mm-hmm. where um, I, I would guess that most of, most of the Christian, most of white Christianity that is comfortable mm-hmm. um, has, is, is a, the report were recipients of that, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, chopping mm-hmm, up of the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we, we still pretty comfortable in that too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels good to be uh-huh, there. Uh-huh, <laughs> it uh-huh, feels right. good to be in a position of power still. Like yeah, you don't have yeah. to change anything. It's yeah. great. Um, so, so you're not lead pastor leading a church right nope. now, uh, but you are teaching, you know, you are doing some preaching. Um, you're an elder in a church. So knowing this information, how does that, how does it change your teaching? Does it, does, or does it? No, it has. I mean, I would say um, knowing you and knowing a number of other um, people that I've, I've kind of been able to sit underneath and ask questions about um, people who know much more about race issues than I do. And, um, I feel like what it's allowed me to do is lead a congregation, even, even when I was pastoring in Philly, like lead a, conversa- lead a congregation in a conversation about what we don't know is I think probably the first step for mm-hmm, white mm-hmm. Christianity. Like mm-hmm. if you're pastoring a church primarily of white people, mm-hmm, my, mm-hmm. my, I think the first step is to say, all right, listen, we have to just kind of come to terms with the fact that we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we don't know what it's like to be black in America mm-hmm. or uh, not white in America. Like we don't know what it's like to be in a family system that has oppression in its history. Like we just don't know this stuff. And so we need to kind of like, take a step back and stop trying to lead in it all the hmm. time. Cause mm-hmm. that's what we do. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, I, you know, we read, <laughs> this is what I do, right? I read the book about like, I read um, like the cross and lynching tree. I'm like, I'm uh, ready to lead a study group on racism, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> which I've right, done, right, you know, and it's, right, it's, right. and it's, but like, but I've done it from a posture of like, all right, here's, here's a bunch of information we don't know. Um, let's process it instead of mm-hmm. I now I am now an expert on this conversation right, of race and right, now I will right, lead right. you in becoming not racist. <laughs> um, 
I, I just think this idea of what we don't know is probably where we need to start. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's good. So, um, last, last question. So, I, I mean, do you think that this is one of the major factors that has led us to a segregated church? Like, like did this, this idea, this thought of a separate Bible, um, given to slaves to take in, but we know they didn't take all of that in. We know that there were slaves who were teaching and preaching liberation, uh, who helped form the underground right. railroad, all right. those kind of things. Right. right. Was this a tool that was given that, that pushed liberation to slaves even more and made them, you know, not made them, but they like, there was obviously something different in their understanding of God, right? Did that, I mean, do you think introducing this actually helped build that? May I ask a question? I don't know. My guess would be that if like, this feels even wrong to say, like if I'm in that situation and I get a chopped up version of the Bible and like somebody else has a more full version, mm -hmm. like I'm gonna look at this thing and be like, what is going on? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. what are they trying to do to us? Right. Like, there's something missing in this, obviously. And I mean, so I don't, I don't, I mean, my guess would be it would mm -hmm. kind of pull the, as if they didn't think the slave owners were, were the evil doers are ready to borrow a term, right? right? Like, <laughs> right. Um, this would just cement that reality mm -hmm, and say mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. we need to mm -hmm. lean on this, on a fuller expression of yeah. the Bible than what we've been given. And mm -hmm, it kind of would, mm -hmm. you know, show them for who they are in a sense. I, true. true. Um, I, I could see that, but I'm not sure if that's where you're, where you're going. Yeah, with I, I, I think we know there's uh, a black church, right? And we know that black church looks very different in culture um, and connection points around community and all those things sure. than white church. Okay. And we might be able to, to trace that back to this idea of like, they gave us this Bible and we know it's not the right, right thing. Right. We need to keep going with the liberation movement that we, that, that we're a part of and have started. Right. Um, and so I think that's, um, that might still be the answer. I don't know. Like, do we, do we just continue on right with like the liberation movement and not pay attention to the, the, the white theology that's out there um, that's still being put on us, right? Right. Um, I heard a sermon yesterday that could have been that could have been taught in in eight in eighteen hundred, right? It was about our relationship only to the vertical part of the cross. You know, you've heard right. that, yeah. right? You and weren't this, at my church last week. I, no, pre I preached last week. This week. You weren't <laughs> no. there, were you? Okay. But this person yeah. made it explicit that this is about me and God, sure. right? And explicit, yeah. and then ended up right with that whole courtroom deal about the atonement. Yep. Right. That's that's dripping with white theology. Well, so I was right? at a popular Christian author's pastors conference. Mm -hmm. I won't name him because <laughs> I don't know him, so it's probably mm -hmm. safer that way. Mm -hmm. um, and it was during the right in the refugee crisis when Trump had the first ban. Mm -hmm. So he had this pastor's conference full of like 500 white pastors. I mean, mm -hmm. predominantly white pastors. Mm -hmm. And he, with significant amount of 
um, authority mm-hmm. that he just had because he's him mm-hmm. stood up and I was there for a different reason than to be there. I was there because I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically stood up and said, don't let all this cultural stuff distract you from what the true point of the gospel is. Mm-hmm. And that is the individual mm-hmm. salvation of indi- the, the salvation of individual souls. So in, in the midst of a major biblical issue crisis Mm -hmm. that the gospel speaks directly to, he said, don't be distracted by that stuff. Focus on on that vertical thing. Yeah. And I sat there just like dumbfounded and offended as someone who believes in Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. gospel, Mm -hmm. gospel centered, you might say, right? (laughs) um, that like that you just lost the opportunity. You just gave, you just gave hundreds of pastors permission to ignore Mm -hmm. the refugee Mm -hmm. crisis Mm -hmm. in America Mm -hmm. or in, or in the world. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was, I was, I was so sh- ashamed to be sitting in that room. Um, and I think what, and that's another version of right. cutting the, cutting the scriptures out of the Bible. Yeah. It's just, yeah. we pass yeah. it on. Yeah. And um, I guess part of my question is, is I, and I don't, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question before. So maybe mm-hmm. it's not safe to ask, but like my question is, is like, why do people of color, like, receive the scriptures that like this if it's a if it's a white historically white christian white white religion in america mm-hmm, is christianity mm-hmm. how how do black people still believe in jesus <laughs> when we had such a bad version of it and mm-hmm, lived out such mm-hmm, a bad example mm-hmm, of it like mm-hmm, it's a miracle to me mm-hmm, that people of color believe mm-hmm. in the jesus that they've received from white slave owners yeah and like, I don't understand it. It's it's a it's a miracle of the gospel in, right, sense, in, in right. one sense. And and my friends that are not Christians, right, would say that's why they aren't Christians. Okay. Because so that, that does happen. That right. That is oh, a yeah. thing. Oh yeah, yeah because yeah. it's been co-opted. Right. right. And what is the gospel? What is that message? Right? Has it been co-opted? Who gets to say what that is? If you can pull out parts of the Bible, that's all of those questions are out there, and all of those questions and conversations are where where we need to leave this, right? right? Like ask good questions, right? Go deeper into when you hear somebody say they are presenting the gospel, what does that mean, right? Because we know, right? Or we can at least begin to think there is a white gospel yeah, right? and there is a people of color or, or black gospel, right? And those two things don't always relate or connect. And what is... What is, what is the truth in the midst of both of those things, all right? Those are questions that are left on the table for us as a community to wrestle with. So uh, I'm with Todd Heastand, and uh, thank you for being on uh, Sit Up Podcast. I know I've pushed you a little bit here, and, <laughs> and thanks for, for going with it. Uh, and if you are listening today, remember, uh, Sit Up Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Sit Up Podcast. You can uh, shoot questions to me on Twitter at Leroy Barber, uh, or on my Facebook page, Leroy Barber, or on Instagram. Thank you for listening to today to the Sit Up Podcast. I'm Leroy Barber. Talk to you later.